0: All right, so there's been some controversy, maybe, with Utah State basketball, and it's shooting. There's been some games, especially last month, where the Aggies just weren't shooting it well. Well, a reporter with the Wall Street Journal, with some help from some others doing some research, may have found the root of the problem. Now, she joins us now. A sports reporter for the Wall Street Journal, Lane Higgins, joins us here on the Full Court Press, put together a really interesting article in the Wall Street Journal about these new, the new technology that Mountain West is adopting, and putting that technology into the basketball itself, and could that be part of the problem that Utah State ran into in early January? Lane Higgins joins us now in the Full Court Press. Lane, thanks for your time. Really interesting article that you put together.
1: Well, hey, thanks for having me on, and I appreciate it. And It was uh, definitely an interesting rabbit hole to go down on this one.
0: <laughs> so the, the issue is this shot tracker technology. The Mountain West used it a little bit in their conference tournament last year, and then they mm-hmm. said, we're going all in. And mm-hmm. um, Utah State is is one of those schools. But what's interesting is you've detailed in your report is that it's it's not created equally, and there are different uh, s- sports right. brands that sponsor different schools, and so that re- has an effect on the type of equipment that they use. Explain how that's different and what's going on there.
1: Yeah, so it's been a little bit of a weird scenario and almost a perfect test case in the Mountain West because there are. Of the 11 schools, there's three different equipment manufacturers. It's Under Armour, sponsors Colorado State. There's three teams that are actually sponsored by Adidas but use Wilson basketballs, and then the rest are Nike. And I believe Fresno State is sponsored by Adidas, but for whatever reason, uses a Nike basketball. And... Most of those teams, you know, had practiced with those balls a little bit. But because the partnership with Shot Tracker states that these teams can only view the real-time data on the bench during games against conference opponents, so that way it's a level playing field, most of the teams didn't really start playing their games with the smart balls until the conference schedule started in the beginning of December. And that also coincided with this huge drop-off in shooting and, you know, you can't always say that correlation is causation, but most of the shooting dips happened in games that were played with the Nike balls. And now I reached out to Nike and asked, okay, so was there anything that was different about these? And they (laughs) said that they weren't going to comment on it. So it's unclear what exactly is going on in that front, but Anecdotally, the players, almost to a man, and the coaches are really not fans of this ball. Um, there's been several at San Diego State that have been pretty vocal and said, "You know, it's it's horrible. We hate it." And it was actually so bad that San Diego State's athletic director got a waiver from Nike to start using a Wilson basketball in some of its games. And you know, Nike was cool with it they cleared it and the reason why san diego state who's a nike school had these wilson basketballs is i guess there was a delayed shipment so it was really just pure chance that they were even able to switch the balls um so it's unclear if the problem is you know with how the sensor is put in or if it's with the outside of the leather but or it could all just be in these players heads who knows um but it certainly seems like there's something going on with this nike smart ball
2: you talked about San Diego State. One of the people who was actually very critical of this basketball was leading candidate player of the year, Malachi Flynn of San Diego State. Uh, in fact, if, uh, if the article, if I, if I look at it right, says, quote, no disrespect, but it's horrible, end quote.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does, I mean, does that
2: alone <laughs> tell you how big of a problem this is?
1: I mean, I think so. If you have a really prominent player coming out and saying that, and now I understand why more players are probably not completely honest about it because these schools' partnerships with athletic apparel companies are worth millions of dollars in many cases. Um, But, you know, it's concerning if the athletes that you are trying to serve are not liking the product. And I, yeah, there's, (laughs) it's hard to get a much worse endorsement than it's horrible.
0: You did reach out to Nike. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was some consideration about uh, the 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 feel of the ball itself is a little bit different in how they've manufactured it differently or how they put it together or if it's because of this inserted technology but they didn't really seem to give you very really, many really clear answers
1: to this did they no no and you know they they gave me approximately zero answers on this um <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't comment on at all and you know that doesn't mean that there's something fishy but you know from the conversations i had with nike they didn't really believe that the problem was on them um, so, you know, take that at face value. But, you know, Shot Tracker, when I ask them, okay, so some of the players have been saying there's maybe a dead spot in the ball. Like, do you test for that? They said, you know, the quality control testing is done both by them and equipment manufacturers, but they specify that the majority of the um, quality control testing that Shot Tracker does is just to the sensors themselves. So my guess is that if there's a dead spot, I mean, Inferring from that, it probably would be more on parties outside of Shot Tracker.
2: Lane, can I ask how you came about this all?
1: Yeah, so I was reading about San Diego State when they went on. I think they were now twenty-two and zero when I first started researching this, so a few games back, and one of the. Things that kept coming up in some of the articles I was reading is these comments about the ball. I was like, okay, this is weird. And that sort of led me down a rabbit hole to a data scientist named Neil White who had done a study for the, about this and how the shooting percentages were being affected and whether turnovers were being affected um, kind of just on his own on a personal blog. So I reached out to Neil, and we, um, he pulled a bunch of data and was incredibly helpful for the story and helped us kind of visualize, okay, what exactly is going on? Um, Because, you know, I I like numbers, but I am nowhere near as capable with them as Neil. So that was great to have the help of someone who could really dig into this and see and prove through, um, you know, his statistical analysis that something's going on.
0: That was interesting how you looked specifically at a couple of Utah State situations in some of their games early in the season when they're starting to use these balls. And Sam Merrill specifically, just how significantly different. His shooting percentages were with this brand of basketball.
1: No, it is pretty wild. And again, it's hard in college basketball when you have a small sample size because even when you look at all of Utah State's conference games, it's only, you know, a dozen, maybe more that were played in December and January. Um, so it could have just been coincidence that in the games that he played with the Nike ball, he just really wasn't hot those nights. But given that. You know, there's such a stark difference that's consistent between his performances with the Wilson and Under Armour balls versus the Nike balls. It seems like there's something at stake there Um, and, you know, something going on. And it's hard to say that a different ball would have resulted in more wins in all of the games. Um, Some of Utah State's losses in the early part of the conference season were blowouts to the tune of, you know, 17, 19, 20-point losses or so. But they had two games that were very close, um, one of which was against San Diego State, And, you know, who knows if you – because there's a huge mental component of basketball that comes with, you know, making one shot. So if you make one great three, maybe you think you've got it and you're going to start making more. So you don't know, you know, at what point in the game if there was a pivotal shot that was missed that maybe if it was made, if that turns the momentum. So it's it's hard to say kind of how this would affect a win-loss record, but it certainly put the Aggies in a position where they have to win out if they – I mean, more or less if they want to be a really strong contender for getting an at-large bid at the NCAA tournament. Great. Excuse me. Granted, if they continue to win and end up beating San Diego State or whoever else they come across in the Mountain West Conference tournament and earn the automatic bid, they have a way in that way too, but it certainly kind of ratchets up the stakes.
0: Well, and and as you've detailed in your report, the Utah State shooting averages have kind of come back to the mean, Mm -hmm. but Utah State's getting used to this ball that they use when they go to the the conference tournament the conference itself is using the nike ball so will utah state have a bit of an edge over those who have not really played that much with this nike ball perhaps
1: It's it's possible but there's enough teams i mean every single team in the mountain west has played multiple games with the nike balls at this point whether they are you know playing their home games with them is a different story but I imagine that because, if you look at the trends across the entire Mountain West, every team in the conference initially shot poorly with the Nike ball, and it's normalized for almost every team. So I imagine that any sort of advantage is probably pretty slim at this point because all the teams have had time to adjust. Um, But, yeah, in in theory, the Nike schools, like Utah State, would be a little bit more acquainted.
2: I got to ask, do you know when Utah State started to use these basketballs for at least for this year, do you know what game that was, or was it at the very start of the season?
1: I believe it was their first conference game in December. Um, I'm Versus Fresno was, then, right? Yeah, because um, Fresno was also a Nike school. But I can get confirmation on that. I spoke with the associate commissioner, um, Dan Butterley about when the school started using them, and he said that he thinks it was that game, but he said, you know, again, it's possible they used it in some non-conference games before that.
2: So... Then, but games before that, they weren't using the same basketball. They're using a different basketball than leading up here to this December 4th game versus Fresno State. Does that cause a huge, like, did that cause like a red flag in your mind thinking, wait a minute, you're just using this brand new basketball, not just, I guess, in the start of the season, but as we start conference play? What was your thought process as you heard these?
1: You know, I didn't think it was that crazy just because there are so many different equipment manufacturers that have partnerships with NCAA teams. And, okay. And, you know, it's possible that a te- you could play schools that are only sponsored by Wilson and then all of a sudden your 10th game of the season is against Colorado State and you're playing with an Under Armour ball. And in theory, both teams are using the ball, so whatever disadvantage it is to you should be sort of be also affecting the sure, other team if sure. they're saying it's slippery um, but you know it's, it's hard to say it, it didn't seem like a outright red flag but it certainly is interesting that it's played out the way it has you, uh,
0: you, you talk about a lot of the things with the Mountain West Conference as a whole but you take a specific look at Utah State in your article uh, didn't seem like they gave you a lot of meat when you were trying to find some <laughs> information, a brief statement from the university, what was that process like and what did they give you?
1: Yeah, well, we um, we have a policy at the Wall Street Journal where every time that you're writing a story and you're reaching out or writing about someone, regardless of whether, you know, they're the centerpiece, well, in this case, they kind of were, you have to reach out and try to get a comment. And I had reached out and we had gone back and forth, had some conversations, not to tra- attribution, contribution with um, some folks at Utah State. And They were pretty candid in their assessment, but they did not feel comfortable sharing um, some of their thoughts, you know, positive and negative about the partnership and about the balls, so they opted to go for a more neutral path on that. And, um, you know, if you consider the ramifications of any sort of statement saying, oh, we're blaming the ball, you never know how that's interpreted by the players or the coaches or the fans. So I think it's I, – I, I totally understand why they chose to take the route they did.
2: Do you think that they use these same basketballs next year, or do they move on to something else?
1: I don't know. That is a, that is a great question. Um, the partnership with Shot Tracker is for five years. So in theory, they'd be using these same basketballs. Um, I don't know if, you know, the equipment manufacturers are making tweaks and if that's what happened here – um, I don't know if they are going to try to switch manufacturers. Um, you know, the Nike schools are try to move away, but I imagine you know, like anything new, you eventually do get used to it. So it might not be an issue by next year because these players will have dribbled and shot with the basketball so much that they won't even remember what the old ones are like. So it's it's hard to say.
0: You know, talking to Lane Higgins, she's a sports reporter for the Wall Street Journal. Really interesting piece that she's put together. It's titled "Miss the NCAA Tournament?" Question mark. Blame the ball. Uh, In this process of researching the ball itself and its textures and its effect on shooting in the Mountain West, was there anything as a side note about the effectiveness of Shot Tracker as a technology and how it can help in the game itself or how these coaches are using the technology?
1: Yeah, so the issue is not with the efficacy of the sensors. All of those seem to be operating just fine. And what technology Shot Tracker allows you to access is actually pretty cool. Like, for instance, because the sensors that are in the jerseys in you know, the rafters of the facility and in the basketball are tracking coordinates and location data, you can tell, okay, so if you have a play where you pass four times, what is, how efficient are you versus a play where you pass three times. So it's that kind of advanced analytics that you can see and I think per their website there are 70 different ones and I for sake of everyone, I'm not going to list more. Um, <laughs> 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 I think that you know that's something that the coaches can see and if they're playing against a team and realizing okay, if we're passing a lot, this team is figuring out a way to block our shots, we need to switch it up and just really drive right away, they can do that in real time and adjust. But that sort of depends on how much the coaches and the staff want to be using the technology. So there are some programs, um, I think Colorado State is actually one where they've been using it a ton, and the coaches have super bought in, and you know, they're changing their strategy of playing around it. And there are other coaches that have been a little bit more, I want to say skeptical, but they don't use it quite to the same degree. I think everyone's looking at the data, because in this day and age, if you're playing sports without backing up your theories for what's working with numbers, you're probably not going about it in the most, edu- or you know, informed way. But I do think that there are teams that because of maybe disdain for the ball and not the sensors have been trying away from the technology. But, you know, if I I think back to my him coach in college and he was the type of person that typed with two fingers and was not very tech savvy and something that's as advanced as shot tracker might be intimidating so I, I kind of get that.
2: You talked about San Diego State having a voice of opinion in this. Utah State went the political way, gave a short statement. Has there been anybody else who's voiced their displeasure about this uh, shot tracker ball and, uh, uh, and uh, voiced that they would rather not use it again?
1: I mean, not that they set on the record with me, okay. so unfortunately okay. I
0: can't share. Sure. Well, Lane, this is really fascinating stuff. Uh, we heard some grumblings about this when we spoke to some uh, some people ahead of the Utah State-San Diego State game earlier in yeah. the year. And so we knew that it's, it's been an issue with them. We really hadn't heard too much about it other places, but uh, mm-hmm. you've done some great work on this and uh, shed a light on something that may help answer some of the questions that we had earlier yeah. in the year for Utah State.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, it's interesting because the timing of when San Diego State got the waiver to start using a Wilson ball was right before the teams played the second time. So, Mm. you know, read into that what you will, but it certainly seems like some serendipitous timing for San Diego State.
2: And, Lane, I might have missed this already, but did you say that they'll be using these same basketballs in the Mount West tournament but come NCAA tournament time, it's Wilson, is that correct?
1: Yes. Okay. So they, in theory, just have to play one more major tournament with it and then if they get to the big dance it doesn't matter
2: (laughs) or will it matter by the time or will be too late for the mountain west is the question at least for a couple of teams lane wonderful wonderful work thank you so much you're an absolute gem and this is great stuff
1: yeah well thank you so much for having me on i really appreciated it